I'm sorry. My cat is scratching the back of my chair. Go over there. I did not even know you had a cat unless you're talking about your vagina. Then I understand. No, not my vagina. This is Slashers, and today this will be your new gay horror podcast about your new favorite gay horror media with another entry of our Call Your Ghoulfriend series. I am your host, Mikey, and with me as always is the illustrious, beautiful, spicy ally, Aid. Aid, say hello to the mutant goons from beyond. Well, hello, my sexy, gorgeous, gay mutant goons from beyond. How are we all doing? Fine. (laughs) I'm so excited (laughs) about today's episode because we didn't, I mean, yes, the whole month has been like pride forward, but I feel like today's episode is like completely pride. I don't know what you think. What do you think? No, I agree. I, I definitely wanted to do a shout out for pride because we do have some LGBT listeners. I am an LGBT member myself. The whole show is basically one big straight ally encompassed into one person. And so I think it's important. And also it's important to showcase art from the LGBT community, especially the horror community, because that's what we specialize in. Exactly. Exactly. And so I think that it's really important that we recognize this month especially with tomorrow coming up on the sixth year anniversary of the Pulse shooting here in Orlando. So it's really important for me, especially with the, you know, so big of a community that I have and most of my friends are uh, gay or lesbian. And so I think that it's, you know, something that we need to recognize, especially within the horror community, because there's a lot of homoerotic horror out there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we can talk about A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, but that's not the only one, people. And so... No, thanks. Yeah, exactly. And so there's a lot... I'm sorry. Don't go burning your gay bras over this, but the whole Nightmare on Elm Street 2 craze, I don't subscribe to it. I will, we'll start off this episode kind of different. We'll start off with story time because this is Pride and it is the month where we, I mean, we should always do this, but it is the month that kind of stands for the LGBT community and what we've done, what we've had to, or what they have had to fight for, because I'm going to be honest, I haven't fought for much, but I just ripped the benefits. Sorry. But there's been so much, especially recently. And it's like every time we record, my stupid ass state is doing something cringeworthy Mm -hmm. and this month is pretty on topic to the film we're covering because they are what trying to ban children from going to gay bars i'm sorry to drag shows which i said gay bars because i was already thinking ahead your children should not be in a bar to begin with so that's already in place to avoid any inappropriate you have to be over 18 to see this kind of stuff if you're taking a child to a gay brunch at a restaurant that is completely different And I know a couple of drag queens, they will tailor themselves to their audience. Yeah, sure, there's drag queens that are going to be like super inappropriate and trashy and doing all these things, usually at the bar at two in the morning. But to ban children from going to drag shows is a very scary line to cross because you're going to start setting the precedent that drag queens, which by the way, are just men trying to entertain audience. Sometimes they're not men. There's female drag queens as well but it's just entertainers it's like a gesture you know like the jokers they had back in the day and performance art like i hate it i hate it i hate it no i i agree and when we talk about 
drag shows. There are several different kinds of drag shows. So, if, you know, if the Karens of the world are listening, which they're not, but, you know, maybe people need to be educated by this because I, I remember I spoke with someone years ago, not to go off topic, but I spoke with somebody years ago, you know, up in New York. I was there for a wedding and I, somebody who was giving me a ride back to the venue because Dan was part of the wedding was giving me a ride back to the wedding, and he, I know he was joking, but he still said it. He was like, I don't know if I could live in Orlando. There's too many gay people. Girl, same. Firstly. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, right? But this happened, of course, this was like a year after Pulse happened. So not only was I very oh, upset over this nonsense, but I was thinking to myself, you know, what are people so scared of when, it, we, come, when we talk about the LGBTQ plus community? What is the fear here? What is what is wrong? Because we have drag shows. Hamburger Mary's for one downtown used to do a great drag show all weekend long, every weekend. And they would rehearse and do brand new shows. And they would have specifically family friendly shows at one time. And then they would have a raunchier one at another time. And then the Parliament House would do a certainly raunchy one at like 1 a.m. in the morning. But again, <laughs> if you're bringing your children out to a fucking hotel bar at 1 a.m. in the morning, I think we should worry more about DCF at this point than you coming to the drag show. So that's just my personal opinion. I don't understand the fear behind this. And so I think that we need more representation. And I feel like horror is a great genre. And I'm just speaking as a, a as a straight Hispanic female. I mean, kind of straight. I don't know. There's some hot women Ooh. out there. <laughs> There's some women who be like, okay, all right. But, you know, I mean, again, I love the D, you know, just like you, Mikey. And so I just... I Can't get enough of it. I can't speak for, you know, everybody. I'm just speaking on behalf of the people who whom I represent. Like, I don't understand. And so I think that horror is just a better genre to kind of showcase these different or to be more inclusive, I should say, you know, to be more inclusive to these communities so that we can start looking at them as just normal and not as the other. Does that make any sense? I don't know. It does. And I think a lot of the a lot of the horror films that we do have are certainly more embracing, especially the most recent ones. You know, we have movies like the one that I can think of off the top of my head is like The Ranger had a LG or had a gay couple. And I think, oh, did you see The New Wrong Turn? The New Wrong Turn did as well. Which the I, New Wrong Turn. I thought they and did a great just, job with that. They did because they just treat them like normal people. Like, you know, people used to complain, why does Netflix always have to have a gay person in the show? It's like, because there's gay people out there. Like, <laughs> and, and, we, and we talk about this all the time in the show. Yes, they're... they're there's gay people everywhere, so we should start including them into storylines, but not make them what is it the uh, the token like a caricature? Yeah, yeah. Like the, the I said token. I'm sorry. Thank you, Matt Stone, Trey Parker, for your bullshit. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have you know, there's a lot of things that pepper in gay characters or pepper in other characters that are marginal simply because they think they need to have them there, not be. Like, if, if you look at a show like Shit's Creek, and we talk about this all the time, Shit's Creek, just, they're there, and that's the way it is, and that's it. There's no controversy around it. There's no whatever. We need to get to a place in society where there isn't going to be controversy, where we're not looking at these people like they are the other. Like, this is part of life, and this is it. And get the fuck over yeah. it. Like, it's done, you know, so. Mm-hmm. 
And I know you said, you know, like, this is your opinion as like a straight, basically just an ally. But I need to emphasize to everyone listening, allies are very important to the LGBT community. When I first started listening to this show, when it was just Jake and I forgot his name, I think it was Brian. Yes. They had other hosts coming in on. This was like three years ago. There was two podcasts that I kept listening to. This one and a podcast that no longer is around called Hello Creeps. I would listen to these podcasts, Slashers and Hello Creeps, and both of them were just straight guys talking about horror. But they made it a point, not in every episode, but once in a while, there'd be a gay joke, which was funny. But like they would, it was very blatant and obvious that their support like they had support for the gay community and to be able to hear that on a show with no gay people is very powerful for a gay person to experience like it's probably one of the reasons why i fell in love with this show one of the reasons why i've been listening for so many years that just like i don't think people realize it because you know to probably jake and the other hosts of the other show it's just a conversation you know everybody should have rights and everybody should you know be made fun of equally and (laughs) all this stuff but as someone that is in that marginalized group to finally be talked about as like a normal like every other person out there and it wasn't just you know gays they also you know showed support for trans the community and you know every community in the lgbt community so it was really powerful and that's like one of the first times that i ever felt like oh like i'm being included in things that I usually weren't included on, especially when it came to horror. So don't undermine your allyness, Aid. You are strong. You are important. You are needed. <laughs> I forgot what the rest of them are. I know. Oh, my God. Now I can't remember that. But no, you're, I mean, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I will continue to be an ally. I'll always be here because I, you know, as as a woman, as as a, a non-white woman, as, you know, just somebody who's here and, you know, oh, also a teacher. Nobody gives a fuck about them either. <laughs> and all of these things. I know what it's like to feel like not being included. And I just, I, I even from such a young age, you know, watching Will and Grace growing up and, and being around, like, I remember growing up and one of my friends when I was elementary aged her uncle was clearly gay i knew it he had parrots in his fucking house for christ's sake <laughs> a parrot gay, <laughs> he had a parrot gay. <laughs> um, but i knew like i knew and and i didn't think there was anything wrong with it and like it just it was just normal for me and so when people started talking badly about it that's when you kind of like you see that there are issues but like when you're just around these things all of the time like it's not as it rightfully should be so you know, I'm really glad that we're doing this episode today because I'm glad that we picked what we picked because it was so much fun. And then I'm also glad yes. that we're doing this episode because I, I, you know, I think this is a good way to close off the month of June and Gemini season for Pride. And I've got my final girls tank on. So, Aid, I know we like to talk about the horror media that we're getting into. What have you been shushing into lately in the horror world? Shushing into. So, I've been watching the how howlings. 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 Okay. Just how. How. It makes it easier. Howlings. Howlings. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, I've been discover these howlings. These big howlings. Oh my god, that was oh not. Goodness. Ew, that was so gross. Oh. Anyways, I know that was nasty. My hole is of an appropriate size. Thank you. <laughs> Jason, I think, had 
the assignment for Howling 6 for our carnival theme park bullshit that we did in the last couple episodes. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? The only Howling I've ever seen is part one. So let me just watch part six. And then I got a niche up my ass to watch part four because Doug loves part four. And then Micah from Dan That Scary Pod. So yay, Micah and Greg, we're plugging you right now. Plugging you with what? We don't know. Happy Pride Month. <laughs> so they, they're they doing something with werewolves or some shit next month with their, with their podcast. And he was like, oh, we're doing Howling Part 3? Yes, because I watched it yesterday. And I go, okay. So I watched 6. I watched 4. And I'm watching 3. Part three is a hot fucking mess. Have you seen that movie? I've only seen the first one. And I think that we should both watch all of them and do a breakdown. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> part three, I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck am I watching? I will say out of all the movie monsters, werewolves are my favorite because I think they still have the ability to be scary. But they're not just werewolves. They're werewolf marsupials because it takes place in Australia. And so, like... This girl. So it's a werewolf with a pouch. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so fucked up. Like, the effects in it are very good. Anyways, I don't want to take shine from their episode. But I I was, like, sitting there yesterday watching this, like, after, because I watched Death Drop Gorgeous, and then I watched this one, and I'm like, oh, my God, what am I fucking doing? <laughs> you know, that was it. That's all I've been sashaying my ass into. Because, oh, I really want to see Crimes of the Future, but nobody wants to go with me because, mm. you know, nobody loves me. So there's that. Well, let me tell you what I've been sashaying my way into in the horror world. I did see Crimes of the Future, not voluntarily. I, well, that's a lie. So my friend who listens to the show, hi, Cody. He was like, hi, I Cody. really want to see this movie. Hey, Cody. Hey. He's a big, like, David Cronenberg fan. So I was like, okay, we have a problem. There's two movies coming out this weekend. I don't know which one we should watch. So I was like, let's just do both. It's been forever since I've done a double feature. So we saw Crimes of... And I keep calling it Crimes of Future Past because of the X-Men movie. <laughs> but it's not. It's just Crimes of the Future. Which is very bizarre. I won't say anything about it because I know everybody's like, no, spoilers. But beforehand, I saw Watcher with Mylin or Malika Monroe. I forgot her name. But her last name's Monroe. The girl from um, It Follows. Oh, yeah, guest. yeah. Okay. okay. And that the guest. bitch. Was that good? Uh, for all three of those movies are good. Let me just tell you. I don't know which one you're talking about, but Watcher that just came out is so good. Like I can't even. It's probably been other than um, er, uh, what's that movie called? Other than Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. This has been my favorite film that I've seen in the theater. Probably it's been my favorite horror film I've seen in the theater this year. I've seen quite a bit. But, like, I highly recommend it. It's so good. It's a slow burn. It's so beautiful to look at. It takes place in Romania. And, like, I was telling my friend, I was like, I'm completely gaying out over here because, like, her dresses that she wears, the set design. Like, I don't really pay that much attention to those things. Or maybe I just don't because films don't really highlight it that much these days. But, like, everything in that film is just so beautiful to look at. And it's creepy. So I recommend that one. I also saw Dash Cam yesterday. I don't know if you've heard of that one. I I, yeah. I don't that know one. about. I don't know if I want to see that. What did you think? It was pretty good. But if you don't like found footage, don't watch it. I, I don't mind found footage, honestly. I just, I feel like there's so much. 
And it really, the last one that really scared me, and I don't even remember the hell, what the fuck was the name of that movie? Where the girl, she's on her computer the whole time, and then it went... Unfriended? No. Or host? Was it host? Where she's on the computer... The, the pandemic the guy. No, no, no. The guy's stalking her, and she, at one point, she's having sex with her boyfriend, and the computer hacker gets into her computer and starts filming her having sex because she left her laptop open and then sends it to everybody at work what the hell was the name of that movie that um, sound familiar she's like in the screen i i don't know why i can't remember it i just remember wasn't it like something about the dark web yeah something a dark net or something dark net was yeah. a series from canada that was really good anyways yeah that was a good movie but the ending was just too like, it was the Bonkers. worst ending. I know which one you're talking about, but I don't remember what it was called. I, but I remember it being pretty creepy. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I like, I love found footage. I just, it has to have, I think, some kind of elements to where I they just can't, I don't know, whatever. Because, like, when you... It was, well, I think... Go ahead, sorry. Dashcam was pretty good. The reason why I thought maybe you were apprehensive is because it's, well, first of all, it's Blumhouse, which I think is cool because there's, because I would forget that there was like money behind it and I'd see something in the film film and I was like, oh, that's expensive. And I was like, oh yeah, it's Blumhouse. Yeah. Um, but the main character is like an anti-mask, like Trumper. So it's interesting to see like a story being told from that kind of per- uh, perspective. But I like it because like Adam and I were arguing last night because he was like, what did he say he's like it's hard it, it's hard to root for her or whatever and i was like no like she has shitty views but like when it came down to it like she was a good person like she wanted to help people whenever like the scary stuff started happening so it was like conflicting because at first she's like fuck masks and like you know not caring if she gets people sick but then when shit gets down she's like no we have to go help her so it's like oh i'm so conflicted and struggled on this pride month well and that's the thing too i love it when horror movies do that because or movies in general do that when they put these characters that you or I would probably be like, go fuck that person. She can go die without her mask. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But <laughs> I know, right? But I was rooting for her. That's a weird thing. <laughs> like, because at the end of the day, we all know people like that. We might be friends with people who are like that. And maybe we don't necessarily yeah. talk to them day by day. But, you know, when I do have interactions with these people, we just don't talk about those things and we have a good time. So you have yeah. to remember these are still... I mean, we had like, and I, and I hate to say, saying these people, right? Because that's, you're marginalizing them, right? Probably yeah. the same way they call me this stupid fucking libtard. I think that we need to get back to the point where, and I don't know when that's going to, I don't think that'll ever happen at this point because the way the country is going, it's never going to happen. Like, I, I just wish we could go back to a point where, yes, we know that people believe in certain things, but we're just going to all accept each other and just try and have a conversation in a way that is not uh, going to, I don't know, disparage anybody. But yeah, it's kind of hard to think that way about those types of people, right? Because their their whole views are about disparity and putting others under their boot right so it's it's almost like yeah. how do you how do you accept that how do you how do you go back and say okay yeah you were my best friend but now you believe in someone who would rather see me go back to Mexico even though I'm Puerto Rican but because my skin is brown you can't tell the difference <laughs> like does it make yeah, any sense yeah go back sense? to Puerto Rico your own country to my own country yes <laughs> um no and and one of the most fascinating things that i think about is 
And I think I when you say I don't think we can go back here, I kind of I mean, I don't want to agree, but I kind of do agree because I feel like no one has each other's backs anymore. Like you only have the back of the party that you're a part of. But that's the annoying part is I am really interested and I don't know what the correct term is because it's not like I study this because you can't really study it. But, you know, it's the same thing when I had friends that didn't like each other for like petty reasons. I would always I would always be like, if you saw someone that was about to like slip this girl who you don't like a roofie, what would you do? And like 100% of the times they'd be like, I would stop them. Like, yeah, but you don't like her. She's like, yeah, I know. But like, you know, so I, I love like at the end of the day, people should have people's backs. You can disagree. You can be like, I don't really care for this person because of X, Y, Z. But we should all hope that we are all healthy, safe. Like, yeah, you know, like and it's just it's it's very interesting. That is an um, interesting take on that, because you're right. I wouldn't want that to happen. Like, I wouldn't. Yeah. Wouldn't want her to be dragged off and killed or raped or whatever, right? So, yeah, I hate her, but I don't wish that. You know, you don't wish those things upon people. Like, you just may not like them, and then that's it. But I think you're right. Like, we we should yeah. we should be more of an accepting society where we may not agree with each other, but let's not wish death or otherwise un <laughs> yeah horrible things. That we might see in the film we're about to talk about on each other. <laughs> yes, which is 1920s Death Trop Gorgeous. <laughs> so drop, not trop. I can't read. Oh, 2021. <laughs> released in 2021. Drop dead. No, death. God damn it. Hang on. Which brings us to our film today, which is 2021's Death Drop Gorgeous. Written and directed by the trio Michael J. Ahern, sorry if that's not correct, Christopher Dalp, sorry if that's not correct, and Brandon Perras. <laughs> I know that's correct. <laughs> well, there you go, Mikey. You pulled out your Mexican card today. Yay. Yes, yes. <laughs> Even though based off of his character in the movie, I don't think he's Mexican, but I'm not here to judge. So maybe it's just Brandon Perras. 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 I don't know. I don't know. Either way, I'm sorry if I fucked up all three of the last names, but those are the gentlemen responsible for writing and directing, and they also have parts in the film. So, before we begin, let me read you a quick snipnopsis of Death Drop Gorgeous. A dejected bartender and an aging drag queen try to survive the eccentric and hostile nightlife of a corrupt city as a masked maniac slaughters young gay men and drains them of their blood. Santa Sangre. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So basically we have a, well, I don't want to, what appears to be, by the way, from here on out, there be spoilers. This movie is free on Tubi or Shudder without commercials if you have Shudder. That's how I saw it because I support the horror community. <laughs> I recommend you watch it before you listen onward. If you don't plan on watching it, go ahead. But there are some twists and turns abound that we will be discussing. Aid, do you recommend this movie? Oh, I absolutely 100% recommend this movie. I had the best okay. time watching it yesterday. Like I was laughing the whole time and then when there was when there was gore and disgustingness i was gonna like no it was pretty gnarly so you see 
The gay and the straight have recommended it. Stop now and watch it and then come back or listen to us. and Maybe we'll make you want to watch it. Yeah. Um, a quick rundown of a couple of the main players here. We have the main character, Dwayne, who's played by Wayne. Huh? I get it. Dwayne and Wayne. He's played by Wayne Gonsalves. 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 Yes. Um, we have Brian, who is Christopher Dalp, who's one of the writer and directors. Gloria Hole, played by Michael McAdam. Janet Fitness, played by Matthew Pidge. Detective O'Hara, played by Michael Ahern. Tony Two Fingers, played by Brandon Terrace. And Tragedy, played by Complete Destruction. Love that name. Oh my god, I love Tragedy's name in the movie, Tragedy. The Tragedy was my... Oh, she was so... She was so pleasing to look at, too. I was like, she can't be the killer because it's too obvious. Yeah, like, I, okay. Like, everything that character did, like, from the moment when they opened. <laughs> She's ridiculous. When they opened the Sweeping the, the floor. I was sweeping the floor one. When, when they opened the dumpster. And, and then <laughs> sees the dead body and closes it and just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> I liked her a lot. That was my She had a smaller part. She had a smaller part, but effective. It was so good. And so the other, what was the little one's name? The little gay guy's name, I forget. I don't remember, like, like the bar back guy? Yeah, when he opens it up, he's like, ah! Yeah, like, ah! <laughs> of course, tragedy so, would have no, I'm sorry. Uh, we uh, we have to go back name. to tragedy, because that's, like, my, my inner person. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> No, so the film opens up with a a man who is a user of drugs going into a bar, getting kicked out of the bar, finding a hookup on the app, which is so funny because, as we all know, Grindr is the gay app, but this one's called Pounder. <laughs> and I think I like that better, to be honest. I like um, Pounder better, too. <laughs> yeah, P- Pounder's cute. But he messages this person, P&P. Do you know what that means, Aiden? No. Oh, so I was, I, I assumed it was, I don't, can you tell me? I, I was. Yeah, gonna, I'm going to tell you. I was going to Google it. One of my notes I had here is, I want to sit here and watch this with a straight person to get their reaction or to get their confusion, because this is obviously a gay movie. PNP is a common phrase used in gay social media or gay, like, hookup apps it stands for party and play meaning do you want to have sex and do drugs or do you do drugs oh um, i thought it was something penis related so i was like oh they want to fuck i mean like that's what there i there is sex involved i put context there is clues. sex involved okay so sort of right yeah so my first impression honestly when it started was oh a gay slasher which i'm down for i was expecting something a little higher quality M- mind you i have no insight into this movie whatsoever other than just seeing the poster on shutter didn't see a commercial didn't really look into it um so i went into it blind so camera wise it was a little little lower budget than i was expecting but i was like you know what girlfriend your favorite movie is scream park which is worse so let's just forgive this film and keep going oh not to interrupt you but the trailer is shot way better than the actual film so if you watch the trailer oh really yeah if you watch the trailer okay so anyway so the camera quality that we we didn't like and you know what yes. you don't notice it okay at the beginning it was kind of shitty but as you watch it do you really notice it being that bad i didn't as i was watching the movie it was fun i don't know if it because i got used to that or if maybe the quality got better i i really don't know i will tell you that 
once the twist happens, I forgot about it. But there were parts that I would, because really, I, at the end of the day, loved this movie. I thought it was great. I'm super happy to add this to the collection of, like, LGBT horror movies. I think it's earned its stamp there. And I think this is their first film that they've actually distributed and made. So, like, great job for, you know, your first film. I don't mean that in a shady way. Like, I really do mean it's a strong first film to come out with, because I know that they're working on something new that we'll talk about in a minute. The only negative things that I have to say, there's one negative thing I have to say about the film itself, but everything else is about the technical aspect of the film. The camera, I can forgive because I'm a huge fan of indie horror, so there's definitely worse camera work out there. Mm -hmm. But there was just some things where there were some scenes where action was being had in front of the camera and not like violent action. I just mean like moving arms and stuff. And like whenever the floor would be hit a certain way, you could see the camera kind of bounce. And, I, and it kind of like took me out of it a little bit. And then there was a couple of times where I saw like camera lights in mirrors and, or not mirrors, but like in reflections of stuff. Oh, so, see, I didn't notice. Well, I, I noticed the shaking. I didn't notice the camera lights. So, yeah. So just to kind of run through the movie real quick, you know, there was a couple of those technical aspects. But um, we have the main character, Wayne, who comes home after a breakup. So he's conflicted and like has his guard up, which I wish we would have gotten more into, like, the breakup itself, because mm -hmm. the only negative thing I have to say about characters is that the main character um, was a little bit, like, too... I don't mean this in a bad way, but, like, he was just a little too miserable for me. Like, oh, I'm always mad, and I have an attitude and stuff. I guess it's just because I know people like that, that I'm like, ugh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... I get it. He was broken up. He's trying to, you know, get his feet back into working again and getting back. I said that wrong. He's trying to get back to getting a job and then getting back on his feet. So he stays with his best friend, Brian, who is one of the filmmakers. Brian's loud and outlandish and very like, this is me, except me. They go to drag shows. I want to talk real quick about the scene where Brian meets a date at the bar with his friend Wayne. And the date's like, oh, yeah, I actually, like, I'm not really into guys that don't act like men. And then Wayne is kind of gets defensive for him, and he's like, what the fuck? And he's like, I'm not into blacks either. And I was like, I don't think Wayne's black. No, that's why I, I was so confused, because I'm like, isn't he, like, Hispanic or something? I mean, I don't, and even if he isn't, I mean, okay, I guess whatever, he's not white. He should have just said not yeah. white. Like, you're, why are you? Yeah. <laughs> so... It's and it's I'm glad that they put that in there, though, because that is super prevalent in I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the same for straight people. But like on the apps, they'll put in their profile, no fats, femmes and Asians or oh. uh, the, like I've seen people straight up put like not into what was it like not into watermelon or, or fried rice. And I was like, that's super racist. So I'm glad that they included it in there because there's a lot of racism in the community. Um, and there is a lot of internalized homophobia. I should know. I suffered from it in my later teens because I used to be like super like, oh, I don't want to see a drag show. Oh, that's so that's so gay. Yada, yada, yada. And then I was like, shut the fuck up, Mikey, and just enjoy yourself. <laughs> and I realized it was because it wasn't like the masculine thing to like. And so once I actually like blew that out of my ass, I started <laughs> being able to enjoy things a lot more. And now I love drag queens and I think they're amazing. And 
you know, it's such you miss so much opportunity in the gay world if you're one of those gays that's like, fuck everything that's too gay. So even though this movie, I want it to be seen by everybody. There's definitely things in there that are going to hit a little (laughs) hit home for the gay community. So I'm glad that they included it. Yeah, I, I, you know, and to, and to your point, when you say things, even with the gay community, that happens with a lot of marginalized communities. I mean, even myself growing up here in Orlando, I'm from New York. My mother's Polish, so I came here. And so I don't act like the typical Hispanic girl when I came here. And so when I got here, it was a complete stark contrast, right? So I didn't mm-hmm. fit in with the Hispanic the Puerto Ricans because that I wasn't Puerto Rican enough. And I didn't fit in with the white kids because it wasn't white enough. And so it was just always like something, you know, it's an inherently like, so you kind of like start to whoever like picks you. Right. So the white people yeah. started bringing me in. And so I kind of, you know, set aside, especially when I was growing up the same, same with you. I, I, I kind of pushed aside my Hispanic heritage and, and, and what made me me and what made my culture my culture because I was not I don't know if I was ashamed of it but I just didn't want to be like if I fit into this group this is what I'm picking and this is what I'm doing sort of thing and it's just I don't think it's just with the the gay community I think it's also with you know with with every kind of uh, marginalized people especially people who are mixed like I am because we just don't know where we kind of fit right in that sort of spectrum like where do you go and what do you belong with like I don't speak Spanish so I just I suck, right? With, like, how do you not speak Spanish? Like, what is wrong with you? But, like, my yeah. my whole family speaks Spanish. So, like, they're from Puerto Rico. So, it's like, I'm at home. I hear it all the time. But nobody taught me to speak it, right? So, it's like, I don't know. It's just, it, it's just an interesting thing. Like, I think people kind of latch on to that, what you were just saying. And I'm, it's just yeah. interesting to me because I don't know why. And I don't know why I went on that tangent. But... Like, I've, I'm hoping anybody who hears that and who's, who's done that can see and recognize, and like, like, why does that happen? That's a really good question. So maybe we need Dr. Phil on here one of these days. Who knows? We don't need Dr. Phil. <laughs> Not I'll Dr. do Phil. it right now. <laughs> hey, anybody out there, if you are changing yourself or denying people access to, if you heard that, that's a drinking again. Um, <laughs> if you feel like you can't, enjoy things or you can't be proud of who you are because of the people you're hanging out with find a different fucking person to hang out with mm-hmm. that's on period that's absolutely true mikey and thank you for saying that because you know it, it takes a lot for people to kind of grow out of those things and say okay this is not the person i want to be i don't need you telling me that i can't listen to shakira because she's singing in spanish like that's a bunch of bullshit like i'm so sorry that yeah, you don't want to hear spanish like, oh my god oh my god and now she's yeah. like a multi- I'm so sorry that I want to see a man dress up in a dress and trawl up around the stage for my entertainment. Yeah, I'll give him a $5. I don't care. Hey, listen, you bring those ones and you give them out and have a good time. Yeah, you tip the dolls, honey, or whatever they say on Drag Race. <laughs> Anyways, back to Death Drop Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So... We find out, it's funny because it kind of operates like a strip club, but it's a drag club. <laughs> but like they all go to the guy who's like the sleazy guy who, I thought he was so cute. And I didn't realize his gut was fake until they cut it open. And I was like, oh, he's actually like. Yeah, I didn't think not. he was that big. Yeah. And so Tony Two Fingers, I was like, man, I don't know what it is about me and toxic men, but. Here I am trying to build everybody else up. But I was like, don't listen to me, though, because I'm over here hooking up with. Tony Two Fingers. 
Yeah. Um, but anyways, so Tony Two Fingers Rudge the Drag Place, and then we have Gloria Hull, who is like drag royalty, but her drag is kind of getting a little stale. Her music is getting a little old. It's too slow. So they put her on the Dead Nights. Um, huh? Pun. They put her on the slow nights to where she doesn't scare the audience away. And then we have Janet Fitness, who's like the it drag queen right now. And honestly, she wasn't that great. You're going to say it. I'm sorry. In the movie, I'm sure you're a great queen in real life. But in the movie, I was like, eh. There's already a rivalry rivalry (laughs) between Janet and Gloria. And I was like, okay, Gloria Hull. I get it. It's Gloria Hull. Janet Fitness. It's like, what kind of sexual pun are they trying to make with Janet Fitness? Planet Fitness. I know. And when I realized it was something that simple, I was thought it was the cutest thing. Because she was um, like doing her little aerobics routine. Yeah. 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 It was cute. But I was like, what are they trying to say? And I was like, oh, Planet Fitness. Planet, which I love. Well, no, I don't love Planet Fitness. They fucking suck, actually. So like, you're going to be a queen. Pick LA. La, or as, as me and my, my, my favorite boo-boo Braga. I love you, Braga. Always like to call it La Fitness. LA Fitness. La Fitness. La Fitness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was also like, okay, well, she's named after like a bargain basement gym, but whatever. Mm-hmm. They um, feed you pizza and candy every week. I'm like, no wonder these people aren't losing weight. Like, stop giving them pizza and candy. I don't understand it. Anyways, I'm sorry. And they kick you out if you're too muscular. Yeah. But anyways, I'll never kick you out for being too muscular. And I, I'll feed you pizza. But um, yeah, so <laughs> we have the rivalries going on. Wayne decides to go ahead and get a job. He used to be a bartender there, and now he's a bartender again. Oh, someone got murdered. So then the detectives come, which I was like, okay, can everybody in this movie stop giving me an unexpected erection already? Because they were so hot. Detective O'Hara and other cop. I don't remember the other cop. Oh, yeah, they're both cute. The other cop was in something else. He was very familiar. I think he was in, like, Disney Channel shit. The only reason why I remember Detective O'Hara is because there's a bunch of drag queens with the last name O'Hara. So that's kind of why I remember They that. were both really um, cute. Like when he was like they taking were the stuff out of his beard. Like I oh know. God. And the, <laughs> the sex scene that never happened. I know. Um, I'm surprised but, there wasn't yeah. more sex in the movie. I think want... there was just one scene, which is what we're coming up to. Your favorite. Jake <laughs> and the Grinder. My favorite. Like, literally, I was screaming. I don't know how you felt about this scene, but I was screaming. Disappointed. You know why? Because they used a fake dick. Well, no, they put it. <laughs> it was his real. Was it his real dick no. in his pants when he was taking it out and putting it in? I don't in? think so. Oh, that's I think that was a prosthetic dick because it was a little yellow. Oh, well, I watched on the 4K TV, and it was so big. I, I wish I could have noticed that better. And, you know, and that was another thing, too, because, like, I'm so used to seeing penis. Like, I didn't realize, like, we don't really <laughs> see dick like this in movies, people. But you see dick <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> yes. You see a fully... Oh, you didn't watch Gutter Balls, which is why you're not as accustomed to it as we were. No. <laughs> and I'm glad but, you edited uh, that one because I didn't want to hear yes. it. I'll listen to You're it. You're fine. I got you covered. <laughs> Don't listen to it. It's a walking trigger warning for you. <laughs> but I think it was a prosthetic. To the actor out there listening, if it was your real dick, I apologize. I mean, kudos to having a model-looking dick. But I thought it just looked a little different skin color-wise than the rest of him, which is why I thought it was a prosthetic. Well, maybe when he pulled it out... 
at first, but when he was pumping it in the hole, like the shaft was him. Like you could tell. Oh. I've seen it. Obviously, Aid saw a different version than I did. I mean, and that was, and, and I'm watching it. Like I'm not thinking anything of it because you know I do watch a lot of porn. I'm gonna admit that right now. But and then I thought about it. I'm like, oh, this isn't a regular movie. Like why are <laughs> I'm watching him fuck this hole? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did you watch it on Shutter or Tubi? Shutter. <clears throat> okay. Well, maybe if you watched it on Tubi, you'd get a better look at it. I'm just saying. Maybe I just wasn't there finger blasting myself to the movie, and I was oh, just watching it like a normal oh person. My. <laughs> <laughs> With his little fairies. Oh my god. Anyways, I'm. Oh, I know. I'm sorry, but even gay or straight, I don't know what man would just like stick his dick in a dark hole and think that anything good could come of it. Like, Okay, well, obviously you, you need to talk to your gay friends about that because um, it's quite the popular transaction. Well, I mean, I would at least like to see inside of the hole and know that there's like an actual person there and not like a meat grinder like we're about to discuss. Well, it took him a while to realize it was a meat grinder. Um, I think if I felt cold metal on certain parts of me, I'd know that it wasn't a person and be like, oh, I'm taking my wiener out of that. Um, <laughs> either way, he dies. Um, oh, but wait. After he dies. Did you tell them yeah. what it looks like? Like, I think that was the hardest oh. part. When they stick it in the meat grinder and they start grinding it through. It's like hamburger meat. Have you ever given your dog or your dog has snatched up a kielbasa and they weren't supposed to and you're like trying to get it away from them and then you finally get it out of their mouth? That's what it looked like. Yeah, it was like a like like raw, like chopped up sausage, just like bleh. And it was so <laughs> bloody and gross and wonderful. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like, I'm so glad we figured this out. <laughs> And then last night, the night after we saw it, Aid was like, I'm making hot dogs for some reason. I just really want a hot dog. <laughs> you know what? Now I really do want a hot dog. I'm going to go down to the vegan hot dog cart and I will get one. Because we can't find... Ooh. We have vegan hot dogs downtown. We don't have regular ones, but they taste the same. So I mean, I wouldn't know what's in a regular hot dog versus a vegan hot dog. So if it tastes good, why not? It's all, it's all shit. <clears throat> <laughs> so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so after the guy got his weenie grind off... Grind, ground off. Grounds. Grinded. Grounded. Grinded Grinds off. it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, which I don't think would kill someone. It would just hurt. Maybe he passed out from shock. But anyways, we keep going. And there's, an, there's a couple other drag queens. I didn't catch their names. But the death of the first drag queen was pretty brutal. When he smashes her face into the mirror. Oh, that was <clears> a good. That was Audrey Hepburn. It was like the Audrey Hepburn. It was like on a play of Audrey Hepburn, I think. Yeah, that was, I mean, smash. Was it Heartburn? Audrey Heartburn. Oh, shit. Yeah. Let me just pull up the damn I bit and did it. Um, <clears throat> well, while it looks that up, this was a fantastic horror movie moment. It looked great. Like, they definitely put the work in to pull these effects off. But she's looking in her little heart mirror. And the killer, who has just, like, a chrome shield over his face, she gets smashed into this mirror repeatedly over and 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 over again. And she's like, Thanks for taking over. I got a little dizzy. Oh, I'm sorry. But I just thought it was so funny how she was screaming. 
<laughs> yeah. But like, then she comes up and she has like shards all in her face. And I thought it was super cool. That was a beautiful scene. Like they're all in her face. I mean, you could tell it's yeah. candy. I mean, you know, it's candy glass, but it looked really nice. And it was just pretty. And then the way her eyes were like dead and it's just the blood yeah. flowing. Like that was a beautiful scene. I thought. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, so she's gone. Sorry, girl. Audrey, uh, then, Audrey Heartburn, by the way. It was Audrey Heartburn. Audrey Heartburn. That's kind of hard to say. So then we find out that, no, we don't find anything out. But we keep having like these little showdowns between Gloria Hole and Janet Fitness. And this is where the film kind of takes a turning point because it starts focusing more on Gloria mm-hmm. rather than Wayne and his friend Brian. So Gloria is... A very interesting character. That's who Aid has in her background. I loved when she was out of drag in the park and the mom comes by with the baby. Very John Waters. Like, <laughs> she has a carriage. She's jogging with this carriage. She stops right in front of her. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And she's like tying her shoe. And Gloria is smoking a cigarette. And she's looking in the carriage and the little baby's looking at her. And he's just, you know, staring like baby stare. And she gives the baby this dirty look and she flicks her cigarette in the carriage. Like, it was a good flick, too. Like, I wonder how many times they had to do that. Um, And then the mom gets up and she's like, oh, okay, have a good day. And she, like, runs away. And it was was so simple and, like, so (laughs) fucked up because obviously you don't want to do that to a baby. But it was so good. I love that. It made me cackle. Yeah, there, there were so many moments in this movie, especially with this character, that were so funny. Which is why yeah. I thought, I never once in a million years thought, oh, what's going to happen later? Because, like, they're focusing on all these horrible traits on this character, but it's like a, mm-hmm. a, a MacGuffin, right? Like, yeah. it's going to make you think that this is the person who, you know. Yeah, and really, like, you start to, vouch for gloria you really want her to get the redemption that she's fighting for because she fights for a spot on saturday night she gets it and tony two fingers i'll tell you where he can put those fingers um he's like okay but if you fuck it up that's it it's over and she's like whatever so you think she's gonna like kill it and she's like i'm gonna do something contemporary i'm gonna play something that's on the radio and she does not she plays a a contemporary song that's just like hashtag what was it hashtag i swallow i swallow <laughs> and i'm like and what the fuck <laughs> is she doing like i she looks like lady gaga with the neon like outfit and like the highlighter hair and she's just moving like an elderly person that she is <laughs> it didn't really work out but here's the thing <laughs> i think i think in the real world if an elderly queen came out and did that, the gays would eat it up. In the movie, they didn't. But at least in my local bars, we love that campy cheese. But well, nevertheless, I you know what? There, I think that there there is an inherent joke behind, or just kind of like a funny type of humor behind those types of things. I feel like Gloria was taking it very seriously, and because yeah. of that, kind of took away from the camp. The camp. It went from camp to desperate. I was very embarrassed for her. And then also, like, <laughs> I, like, when people get embarrassed, I had to stop watching. Like, literally, it was like this. I'm watching mm-hmm. the guy get his meat, you know, his dick in the meat grinder. That's totally fine for me. <laughs> but her embarrassing herself, I'm like, I can't even look at this. Like, I'm so <laughs> embarrassed for you. So that was just my little two cents, what I took away from it. Yeah. And 
I just want to highlight her laugh, her <laughs> mischievous laugh, when she's kind of like having her confrontation with the queens in like the dressing rooms. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's really just Janet. The other queens aren't really mean to her. But when she's like, she comments about her being ugly and like out of date or something. And she just starts laughing. It reminds me of like Ursula from The Little Mermaid. Like she, I was like, okay, I love that laugh. Yeah. Little did I know that it was an evil laugh. There is evil behind that laugh. There, there is evil behind. And that's the thing is that I was completely thrown off by what happens. Because yeah. I, I honestly feel like this is the MacGuffin. I feel like the whole movie is building Gloria up. Like especially the bingo scenes. Bingo scenes. Oh my god. I know. We didn't need we don't need the bingo scenes. Like this was an hour and forty four minutes, people. We do not need the bingo scenes. I'm glad (laughs) they're hilarious. They are very funny, but do we need them? No. Because I thought it was just kind of like showing like how pathetic this character is and that she's gonna come into her own at some point or he's gonna whatever. Yeah. And then we find out what happens. So I don't know if you want to So Yeah. Yeah. So Brian is is cast in like a production of something, and so he decides to go talk to Gloria to ask her if if she he can study her because his character is like a washed up like something not very flattering. So he goes over to her house. Wait, can we just talk about what she's wearing and what she's doing, and then how he gets in really quick? Because this is like my favorite yes, part please. in the whole movie. So this is probably gonna be me when I'm a little vieja. She's smoking a cigarette, cutting up cantaloupe for the fruit salad for the bingo with her wig on. <laughs> and, she She's so fierce. and then she answers the door with the with with thing and she closes it on him. After he's like saying, he's like, oh, I want to mentor you. And he closes and he knocks again. He's like, I brought booze. And she's like, fuck it. And then she lets him yeah. in. I go, oh my God, is that my future? (laughs) (laughs) So he should have just taken her hint and left because as he starts inadvertently insulting her Mm -hmm. by describing the character that he wants to emulate her for, Mm -hmm. she stabs him in the stomach. And it was pretty early on in the film. I want to say maybe halfway through the movie this happened. No, I I would say this is three quarters of the way. Really? Yeah, because a lot really of the early. movie went by, and and then that happened, and I was just so shocked. I thought it was a dream. Like, I thought she had dreamt it, and we were just going to come back. I, I did think that it was going to be, like, a, a daydream Yeah, like, scene. she just wanted to kill him because he's so fucking annoying. Like, who wouldn't? Because Brian yeah. Brian is annoying, by the way, people. Brian is so fucking annoying. Like, I love my He's games. annoying, but he he plays it so well. He though. does. He does a good job at it. And he's he's Like, adorable. he's supposed to be annoying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, um, so at first I thought it was a daydream and then I thought, okay, maybe she just snapped, but the killer's still out there. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, um, she takes him, uh, and then she, uh, what is she? No, because he follows her first into the basement. No, he, so she goes and sits down. She contemplates. She's like, she's sitting there. Oh, he's not dead. She thinks yeah. he's dead. He's not dead. She hears him and she's like, oh, fuck. Then she's got like he's he's going out through the basement. And this is where we realize mm-hmm. that the basement, that the, the, the kid with the glory hole got his dick chopped off, that he went down into the basement earlier in the movie. Brian's trying to come out of that basement. And then we realize, oh, my God, it's been Gloria this whole time. Oh, my God. Yeah. And 
And this is when I stopped paying attention to like some of the camera flaws because when he opens the gate and she's standing there, it was just shot really well. Yeah. I love that scene. And they go, God, you're fast or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. And like gets him in the the eye with the heel. And like I just thought that was so good, and I did, like it totally threw me off because I'm like this whole time I never would have guessed because I feel like they they focus so much on this character they would think okay they are the fucking killer right because yeah. I didn't think it was Janet I thought maybe I thought maybe it was um, Dwayne like I yeah. was leading towards Dwayne. Just being bitter, a little bitter bitch that he is, and just killing people, <laughs> right? That's what I thought. Yeah. So, I mean, to say that it was Gloria, and then to find yeah. out what he does, and then he was like, oh, I still need more, and yeah, <laughs> he's like filling up his, <laughs> what, his Kool-Aid bottles, it was like a Kool-Aid gallon <laughs> that he's putting place. As Aid pours another drink of wine right now. Shh, it's Friday. <laughs> I told it's you. It's Franzia. I know. It's Franzia Friday. Uh, you know what? If I could grow up to be Gloria, I'll be a happy person. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> well, this is where the movie goes bananas because it's not a typical slasher as we find out. Yeah, she killed people, but she's doing some sort of Elizabeth Bathory type yeah. heebie-jeebie where she's bathing in their blood and the lighting for the last half of the movie is so great. So the tech, the detectives come in, they find her, she kills both of them. She gets in the, in the bathtub and then she comes out this beautiful, young, fierce wig, Gloria hole. Um, I don't know how else to explain her, but yeah. So then she goes to the show. Oh, and then my favorite line is, what is she saying? Oh, there's so many good lines in this one. There is. I love, they really captured like the cattiness of drag queens when she was like, hey, Janet, land that death drop for me or something like that. (laughs) Oh, I wish I would have wrote them down. I have to rewatch and we'll have to just post them at some point. Yeah. So I was like, she's going to do something when Janet death drops. So she gets under the stage and she has a knife. And right before Janet death drops, which if anybody straight is listening, a death drop, sometimes also referred to, I believe, as a dip in the ballroom scene, (laughs) is when you literally just fall on your back with your one of your legs in the air. There's different variations of it. It's a move that these younger, limber, more succulent type drag queens can do. I would never because I'm not that kind of girl. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he throws herself on the floor and then right on to Gloria Hole's knife. So by Janet Fitness. And then, does everybody leave? Everybody freaks out and leaves, right? Yeah, there's like a whole to-do. And then at some point... Because they already know that there's a killer. They say it's the vampire because they're draining people's blood. So they know someone's out there killing people. And they've killed They've killed the bar back. They've killed, um, at this point, they've killed Tony's uh, gimp. Oh, yeah, the dog. The dog. So Tony has the gimp, which Tony... Okay, so where is this set? Provincetown. Where, where is this? Yes. Because they're all talking like they're from Boston or some shitty little area. Because I believe... <laughs> Provincetown, I believe, is a super gay part of Massachusetts. Okay, so I believe... Okay, so yeah, they all, they all fucking talk like they're from Massachusetts. And so... Yeah. <clears throat> not like as I start to speak like I'm from... The spirit of Massachusetts yeah. is the spirit of America. 
which I think Provincetown is where they usually have like, uh, is it Fire Island? There's something really gay that happens there. Well, you know Uh, what? And that's my thing, which is why I was so shocked because I'm like, I know they have gays in the north. How are you going to tell me you don't want to come to Orlando because there's too many gays? Like, there's gays everywhere. (laughs) Like, what is that? We've infiltrated everything. Um, but yeah, so everybody freaks out and leaves, and then uh, Wayne comes out um, and is like, "What's going on?" And well, does she tell him what she's doing? I forgot how he finds out what she's doing. Well, no, she sees it, and this is the thing: it's because she has Tony. Um, she she brings Tony. She kidnaps him. She brings him down to the thing, and he finds him. Mm-hmm. My thing is with Wayne. Wayne is also very toxic, and so I was thinking. Okay, Wayne would probably like get on board with this. And I'm thinking this because remember the scene in the club where he meets the guy and they're making out, they do their thing in the bathroom, and then the guy is like making out with another person. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I forgot I wrote that part down. I was like, oh my goodness. And so, Wayne is not a perfect character. And so, I just, I was surprised, I was a little surprised that he would care enough to want to save Tony. Um, we don't save Tony because this little no. fake gut gets gutted. And thank God, because it was a beautiful scene. There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of fun. But don't worry. He'll be back in their next film, which I will talk about later. But um, what they do when Gloria gets Wayne, she grabs him by the neck and she holds on to him. Because now I, I assume that she has the super... St- oh, and we totally like ran over the fact that in order for Wayne to get back to the club, he has to take a, a, an Uber or... Lyft or whatever you want to call it. And who is the driver? Oh, Linnea Quigley. Linnea Quigley. So she's in this film for a total of two seconds. If you blink, if you <laughs> literally blink, you will miss it. Surprisingly, she has the same hairstyle from Night of the Demons, but whatever. She looks good. Good for her. I mean, she did that. I don't know how much they paid her to do that for two seconds, but that was it. And uh, anyway, so Wayne gets down to the thing and he does this thing. And he's trying to save Tony. Doesn't save Tony. The drag queen grabs him by the throat. And then she takes the... This was disgusting because I was eating something. I think I was eating like um, hummus <laughs> or something. And um, he takes the uh, the intestine from Tony. And he's squeezing out all the mm. shit from the intestine. And then he starts putting it down Wayne's throat. I'm like, ah! yeah, I like, I threw my food away. I was like, this is disgusting. <laughs> Like I couldn't, like I couldn't stomach it. I go, this is how you stay thin. You keep watching these films, and um, <laughs> I was just like, ah, ah, and like he's supposed to be Wayne is supposed to be dead from this. Like, how do you die dead. from that? You don't really die from that. Do you die from that? I don't know. Can you die from um, that? I mean, maybe, maybe he l- thought she was. I mean, he, she thought he choked her or something. I don't know. Like lactic acid. As, does lac, would lactic acid ingesting that kill you? I don't know. I mean, not that quickly. <laughs> I know. Like, he's not dead. And then, you know. Yeah. One of the notes I took at this final climax between um, Wayne and the younger Gloria Hole is I was like, okay, so what happened on set was they were like, we have all this breakaway glass that we didn't use. Let's just have them throw it all at each other. They kept breaking shit over each other's heads, like, over and over and over. And I was like, okay, 
They spent a lot of money on breakaway glass. If you break someone's, if you break a wine glass over someone's head, not a wine glass, a wine bottle glass over someone's head, I think that's pretty much game over. You yeah. can't do it three times. No, because it's very hard. And I've dropped many a wine bottle. I've broken many a wine <laughs> bottle. But sometimes you drop them and they bounce right back up and you're like, oh, we're good. So I just think that they were having fun. And I think yeah. I think at this point with the climax that the, you have to have a big scene. And mm-hmm. like drag queens always have a big climax. Production. Big production that this is what they wanted to do with the film to emulate that. And so I, I respect that. And it was fun. And I love that one of them kept coming back and going for more. Like I thought that was great. Yeah, I loved it. Even though it was over the top with the glass breaking, I was like, give me more. Yeah. I And then, oh, go ahead. No, I honestly, I, the only thing that I felt wrong with the movie was that it was a little long, but everything else was so funny. Like, I, when I, bu- I couldn't stop before laughing. Before I watched the movie, <laughs> before I watched the movie, I thought, oh, now we're in 45 minutes. That's asking a lot. but watching it it didn't feel like it for me i watched it all in one night i was laying in bed the whole time i was entertained i didn't like i didn't feel bored ever really so it was fine it was good there was a lot going on and the only time i ever lost interest because i I watched it on tubi so the only time i ever watched Mm -hmm. lost interest was when the the commercials came on so then i got on my phone so sometimes the movie would come back on i wouldn't notice i'm like fuck now i gotta rewind (laughs) so it took me it took me longer to watch the movie than it rightfully should have However, yeah. if you're going to watch it, I think that you should watch it. I th- Honestly, if Shudder has a sh- uh, not as gory or not the, the cut that Tubi has, then just fucking suck it up, Buttercup, and watch it on Tubi because the whole... It was pretty gross on Shudder. I mean, it's gross. I'll have to rewatch the dick scene. The dick scene was great. Like, I... I was telling people, I'm like, I'm sitting here watching a dick being grinded, a meat grinder, and it's so cathartic for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Death to the patriarchy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so then uh, the conclusion is um, Wayne, I don't know if Gloria can be killed because he doesn't actually kill her, doesn't he? No. They like come to this agreement. Yes. Or like they look at each other in an understanding way. And it just skips to how many months? I think later? it was six months later. I think it was six months later, and it's um, Gloria Hole and tragedy driving away like Thelma and Louise. Yeah. Um, and honestly, if they made another one, I'd be right there in the theater watching it, especially with tragedy. Oh, tragedy! I really liked. The best. Yeah, I mean they were all really good. I loved all of the drag queens, even the one that died early in the beginning. She was so pretty. It is weird, though, that the drag queen they used for the cover image is the drag queen with the least amount of time in the movie. She doesn't even die. She just, she's like an MC. She's, yeah, um, she's like the host of the show, right? So she's just walking And around. I'm wondering if, I'm wondering if maybe she's a popular drag queen in Providence. I don't know. Maybe that's why they were just highlighting her. I don't know. Or maybe they just wanted a good shot. Like, I mean, that is a good shot. Honestly, with her it in is. it, she, she looks great. I just... Yeah. Is she? No. I feel like she plays also, she also plays the younger, the Does younger she? Gloria. No? Oh, Jesus. Well, I, let's it's see. not that we didn't do our research, everybody. It's just that there's not much to be had. Like, if you look on any website, it's really a very uh, limited amount of stuff to look at. 
And so um, I, I, I spend a lot of my time in the drag queen community simply because I live here in Orlando. So I'm, I'm used to a lot of this stuff. And so I guess, I mean, the only other thing that I think that we could add to all of this is just like to talk about that, what, what takes with that. But I mean, I feel like there's two actresses that I'm looking now and I can't find it. Hold on. There are my notes. It only shows, it shows young um, Gloria Hull as Johnny Sudurkist. Um, it doesn't, she doesn't have multiple uh, credits okay, for... Okay, so maybe not. I just, I thought that the one in the, the picture was the young Gloria. And not, uh, and not, maybe. and not the MC is what I'm saying. Well. Well, you know what? Let's ask the filmmakers. We should ask them to come yes. on. We'd love to hear from them and hear their thoughts. <laughs> because Yeah, they, we can bring them on for their next movie. Or at least, at the very um, least, give me tragedy. Because I fucking love this bitch. And I want to be her when I grow <laughs> up. Like, she is the best. <laughs> um, and I love her name, Tragedy. How cute. <laughs> and I it, know, it's such a good name. It's T-R-A-G-E-D-I. Tragedy. <laughs> Very <laughs> slutty to end it with an I. I know. <laughs> anyway. But but yeah, so that concludes basically everything that happens in Death Drop Gorgeous. If you haven't seen it yet, I recommend you watch it. It's a good time. It's fun, even for the straights. Even for the straights, it's so funny. Like if <laughs> like you don't understand, like it's just so fucking funny. I just like their yeah. their dialogue and everything. I think it they did a great job that you kind of forget about. At least I forgot about the camera shit, so I didn't notice it after yeah. like five or ten minutes. So, and I saw on Instagram or something they're having like a a showing of it somewhere, like on the in a theater. And I would love to watch in a theater, but unfortunately, it's not in my city. Hmm. Oh, maybe here. I will say, though, the three creators of this movie are working on something pretty interesting. It's a complete different tone than Death Drop Gorgeous. It's a film. I don't know if you saw, saw it on IMD, but it's called Saint Drogo. No. Um, I saw the trailer for it. Yeah, it's on. I saw the trailer for it. It's supposed to be like a supernatural, slow burn, 70s inspired, like Rosemary's Baby type film. But a gay couple who like, I think they go to Provincetown to kind of spark their relationship back up but it has uh the guy who plays detective o'hara um uh, basically the three main guys that made death drop gorgeous which was their actors were detective o'hara brian the best friend and tony two fingers um they also are in this one and then looking at the cast the guy who plays janet fitness is also going to be in this one and the guy who plays young gloria in the trailer, when it says St. Drogo at the end, it looks kind of like the Northmen. So I don't know if maybe it like, is going to go into some sort of lore or something. But I look forward to it. I'm definitely down to watch it, especially with those hotties involved. Well, that'd be a lot of fun. And if that does come out, then we'll definitely do an episode if you guys want to hear it. Sashraspod at gmail.com. Please let us know. Yes. But without further to do, further ado, I don't know what the term is. In conclusion... <laughs> Adrian, where can they find us? Well, they can find us on Instagram at SlashersPod, or you can support us at Patreon.com slash SlashersPod, or go to RedBubble.com slash SlashersPod. Please support us in any way you can. You know, we do spend a lot of time on this. We work on this a lot for you. We'd love to hear your voice. 
And if there's anything you, that you want to hear or that you think is needs to take precedent, you know, supporting us is a better way to get a hold of us because those are platforms that we can see better. So if you want, you can. If not, you know, just keep on listening. We'd love to hear from you. And before I go, I just want to reiterate that I know that this episode is coming out at the end of June, but we're fil- we're taping this on June 10th, and June 12th is the anniversary of the Pulse tragedy here in Orlando. So I just want to um, redirect everyone to the OnePulseFoundation.org if you're listening and you want to support um, the foundation. Uh, we will not let hate win. This is something near and dear to my heart. So if this is something that you would like to check out and, you know, uh, give to, please feel free. Um, we have our sixth year anniversary since we lost our, our 49 people here in Orlando. So I don't want to make this a big thing, but this is something near and dear to my heart. So if this is something that you would love to support, please do so. Otherwise, Mikey, what would you like to plug here today? Well, like Adrian said, go ahead and give whatever you are planning on give to us. Give to the One Plus organiz- One Pulse organization. And if you want to support us, you don't have to necessarily do it monetarily. You can always give us a like and a share. Um, review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find us. And also just reach out to somebody in the LGBT community this month and say, hey, I got you. But with that, remember... If you're going to have two faces, at least make them pretty. (laughs) On behalf of Adrian and myself, goodbye and good die. Bye. Hey, goons. Aid here. And today we have a special hidden track for all of you. In fact, a friend of mine, Jeremiah, reached out to me with his brand new music video from his new band, Losing Lament. And I just went ahead and asked, you know, I know we haven't really had our head and track for a while because it gets a little difficult to sort of go through and find people and have to constantly ask them for, you know, all of that stuff. So I can see why we sort of gave up on it for a little while. Jake was so good at doing it. And unfortunately, we don't have Cyber Slash. We just have me giving this intro. But I really did enjoy this music video. And so I asked Jeremiah if we could go ahead and tack this on to our episode for Monday. So without further ado, this is Losing Lament. And the title of the track is Reflection. I hope you all enjoy. You can follow them at Losing Lament on Instagram and also Facebook. So please go ahead and check them out. They're awesome. Love the music video and really excited for you guys to hear this one. Thank you.